thought I was lying. Week I'm after week. Back. You thought it would never happen again. Here you I am. I was covering it up. She had quit and walked away. <laughs> she was never Except coming back. Get this stuff. <laughs> I'm out of here. I am done waking up early. Sleeping in for the rest of my days. I ain't gonna lie, it was tough this morning. <laughs> it was real tough. Had that moment of why do I do this again? <laughs> but for the why do you do this? <laughs> <laughs> not for the money, not for the fame. Because <laughs> I'm a good friend. <laughs> Mo is back in the studio finally. Back. <sighs> back again. No, stop. Mo is back. To the 1990s. Tell a friend. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Coming up Guess on today's show. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. We nah, are nah, examining nah. a viral music video uh, that asks a lot of questions that many people might have for God. Uh, plus the latest news, random facts, and more. But today is Monday, October 21st. We got a few holidays to celebrate. This is so strange. I got to get back into the groove. Got to get back into it. Okay. <clears throat> Gotta remember be how things show. work. All right, you ready? Let's do it, it is <clears throat> Count Your Buttons Day. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I have eight buttons. I have zero. Nine if you count the button on my pants. Is that well, one? That's count? a button. Is yeah. It? Yeah, I guess it is. Nine. Nine buttons. Matt totally just looked at his wrist as if to say, Do I got a button? Do I have there? a button on my wrist? Well, I'm no. wearing a thing. Like, is there a button on here? No, it's no, all Velcro. Not, I have zero <laughs> buttons. Hashtag thank God for leggings. Um, it's also International Day of the Nacho. <laughs> and National Clean Your Virtual Desktop Day. Folks, let me just give you a PSA. Oh, here we go. If you are saving files to your desktop, you're breaking your computer. It's not meant to work that way. And it's going to slow everything down. Clean your desktop. Please. Put those in normal file folders. In your normal documents folder. I beg you. I should probably do that. <laughs> I feel like no. all I heard was Snoopy's teacher. Our pastor is awful at that. Uh, he's when he opened his first computer that he brought with him, the entire desk, the entire desktop, every possible space for an icon had an icon there. Now, see, I'm too OCD for Ugh. that, but they're in straight, perfect <laughs> lines, and you can see bits and pieces of my my background behind every little file. But about three-fourths of my desktop is covered. So. Oh, no. I know. It's Sorry. terrible. And then I choose a background that perfectly matches with that desk, desktop, or oh. with all of my icons on my desktop, so that I can still see the faces of the people in the picture. <laughs> now, do you have a Mac or a PC? A Mac. Macs are a little better about it not causing a problem, because Mac's whole system of storage is weird. But, uh, but yeah, still, it's not great. It's not great and it's a bad habit, Mo. Hey, I shall break it. <laughs> Speaking of bad habits, have you been listening 
and not paying money to listen. <laughs> That's a bad way to intro. Hey, if you love what we do here, <laughs> the Macro Morning Show and Macro Radio as a whole, we would ask that you consider partnering with us at patreon.com slash Backrow Radio. Uh, every little bit helps. Every little bit helps. We're not going to do a pledge drive week where we interrupt all your music, but, you know. No, we we're going to guilt you a little every bit. show. I'm going to guilt you a little bit every show. Back row radio. <laughs> wow, we need money. There you go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> here a little bit of a news story here. When 18-year-old Javier Laragotti, I sure. believe, uh, was told his father had been diagnosed with diabetes, the young man, who had just started studying chemical engineering at college in Mexico City, decided to dedicate his studies to find a safe sugar alternative for his father. He started dabbling with xylitol, a sweet-tasting alcohol found in birchwood, but also in many fruits and vegetables. Corn is Mexico's largest agricultural crop, and Javier has now patented a method of extracting xylitol from discarded corn cobs. Best of all, with 28 million metric tons of corn cobs generated every year in Mexico as waste. There's no shortage of xylitol generating fuel. That's so cool. We might finally get a truly safe sugar alternative. Sugar alternative, yeah. That's really cool. But you know what I think super cool about it? This kid saw like he was given an issue, given a problem, and he solved it. Right. He did something about it. Mm -hmm. Way to go. At 18 Javier. years old. <laughs> we need more Javiers in the world. Be a Javier. So, yeah. Look for, I don't know. <laughs> it's weird You know, it's weird to say it's corn sugar because that's already a thing. And that's corn syrup. And that's not good for you at all. It's worse than sugar. So, z- z- cob, cob sugar. <laughs> cob sugar. Sure. Look for that on your shelves come 2022. It's pretty cool. <laughs> All right. So uh, everybody who's been listening the last few weeks knows everything that's gone on with me mm-hmm. for the last two months, from throwing out my back to the cruise that I got sick on for the last half. What about Mo? What's been going on with Mo? I've, I've refrained from really explaining what's been going on with Mo, which might have led to the speculation that you were really gone and... We weren't even friends anymore. There was a what falling out. What has been going on with Mo? <laughs> no, there will never be a falling out between Matt and Mo. Never. We work out our problems appropriately. <laughs> fighting until we're too tired to fight anymore. <laughs> Not true. <laughs> Not true. So I, honest to goodness, don't remember the last time that I was here. <laughs> it was... It was two months, two months ago. And I don't remember exactly what was happening. Middle of August. But two big things have happened since then. And Matt, you'll just have to remind me if anything else happened. But (laughs) we also went on a cruise. Uh Um, We went to Alaska for seven days. Which I think would have been far better. Kid free. (laughs) Also much better (laughs) idea. It was amazing. Um, It has been a bucket list item for Chris since I've known him. He's always wanted to go to Alaska. He went to Alaska twice with the military and did a couple TDYs there, but didn't really get to explore. Right. He's wanted to just go. Yeah. He saw Fairbanks and he saw Anchorage. 
and that was that. Um, so he wanted to see the coastline of Alaska. And, you know, you watch Deadliest Catch and you see all the rough waters and the, the ships, the fishing boats and the crabbing boats. And yeah. that's kind of the image that you get of Alaska. And we got quite a bit of that. The first day was horrible. Really? Horrible. <clears throat> we have been on three cruises now. And by far the worst one as far as motion sickness is concerned. Mm. And I'm just convinced that it's just the Alaskan waters. It's just rough out there. And apparently our captain was booking it as hard as he could all the way up the coast. Because we went all the way up to the northernmost part and then made our way down. Oh, okay. And so in a day's time, he had to go from Seattle all All the way up. to the top of the trip. Okay. So... But then we made it to port three hours early. And no joke, Chris and I both looked at each other and said, I guess he didn't have to go so fast after all. (laughs) He could have slowed it down a bit. But on the first day, we finally ventured out of our room a little bit after 12 or so. Because, you know, no kids. So we got to just hang. Chill. Yeah. Um, And like you would have thought it was a port day because there was no one on the boat. At all. It was completely empty, and it's because everybody was in their cabin sick. Sick. <laughs> Everyone. The second day, we f- we are at our port in Juneau, and everybody's getting off, and you just hear all the conversations and all the talk, you know, of everybody, and they're like, yesterday was awful. I felt like I was dying yesterday. It's the worst motion sickness I've ever had. I've been a lifetime cruiser, because there were like a handful of people who were literally on their deathbed on our cruise. No joke. Goodness. We think that it was like their last hoorah. Ah. It was kind of scary. Weird. And every day that I saw them after that, I'm like, hey, you're still living. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> like out loud? Glad to see you. Just in your... No. <laughs> really? Hey, you're still alive. <laughs> hey, I'm so glad to see you. Yesterday, I didn't think you were going to make it. You weren't looking so good. Um, <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> So we had a lot of fun. We went to Juno, we went to uh, Skagway, and we went to Ketchikan. And our last port was in Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. But we actually didn't get there until 8 o'clock at night. And the ship was leaving to make its way back to Seattle at midnight. So we didn't even get off the boat. We well, had, did they even let you get off yeah, the boat? Yeah. I feel like that's not even but a it, lot of time. So it was 8 o'clock, and it was a Sunday, and we were just kind of like, nothing's open. Yeah. Nothing is open. What are we going to do? We might be able to walk out to like the cafe that's just around the corner and get something to drink, but we can do that on the boat. Yeah. So yeah. We'll, just, we'll just do that instead. Okay. But yeah, we had a balcony view room, so we just looked at... Canada from our room and we were like hey there it is cool okay I can see it awesome (laughs) but it was a lot of fun we went um zip lining in Ketchikan which was super cool Ketchikan is the largest rainforest in North America so we went we were able to zip line through the largest rainforest in North America that's cool that is pretty amazing um pretty sure that our guides there because most of the guides that you see on cruise lines, whatever, they are college kids who oh. are just making it through their summer until the next semester. 
and we're pretty sure that our guides in Ketchikan, our our ropes course guides, were a bunch of potheads. Which made it fun. (laughs) But Chris and I were laughing at them the whole time. They were pretty funny guys. The one guy is actually from North Carolina, about an hour from where I grew up. Mm. So that was cool. Um, In Skagway, we did an old bus tour, like one of those old streetcars. Yeah. And... The lady dressed up in like old Skagway attire and everything. It was, she looked like a lady of the night. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh. that's how the ladies dressed back then in Skagway. Um, you got to remember, we're in Alaska on an island. There's not much around. One of the things that we freaked out most about was at every port, they made it a point to tell us. There is no hospital. If you get injured at all, there's no like emergency room. They have a doctor, but he's on call. Right. And he doesn't handle big surgeries or anything of that nature. So if you get injured, you have to take a ferry, then take a plane to Seattle and hope you survive. Wow. Yeah. That's frightening. Yeah. Okay. So, of course, that entire time, I'm like, don't get hurt. Please don't get hurt. (laughs) Nothing can happen while we're here. Do not get hurt. Well, that's kind of how we were on ours because uh, none of us had passports. And so ours was a closed loop thing. So you didn't need one. Yeah. But if you get injured off the boat, boat, can't really fly home. Takes about three weeks to get that whole thing sorted out. So we're all like, just... Don't get hurt. Don't don't run. Don't do anything. Don't pick up anything. Don't lick anything. Don't touch children, anything. Yes. <laughs> well, at least so there is a doctor's office, a morgue, um, a clinic on the ship. On every ship, they There's a have morgue. Yes, because people I guess die. There on has the sh- to be. Yeah, I didn't really think about that. Yeah. But let me tell you, this cruise really put it into perspective <laughs> why they need a morgue on the ship. I'm not kidding. I, I, If it had not been creepy, I totally would have taken pictures of these people on their deathbed. <laughs> one guy, every time he walked past us, like he's walking with a hunch and he's dragging his one leg and he's... <laughs> and I'm like... He's for real going to die. He is for real just going to drop dead. There's so much walking on ships, too. Yeah. Yes. Yes. (laughs) He's going to make it to dinner, and then that's his last meal. That's it. That's his last meal. But I mean, seriously, if there's a way to go, a cruise ship would be it. Yeah, I guess. So yours was a Norwegian cruise line, too. Norwegian. Yeah, that's what I went on. Um, So you've been on a few cruises. Mm -hmm. Answer me a couple questions. Okay. If this is normal. Okay. One thing I didn't expect okay. was that 99% of the people that worked on the boat were not American. Yes, man. Is that normal? That is totally normal. I don't understand. I mean. I don't understand. Why would I? I mean, I, I, mean I, I have no problem with there being, a, but I just, I've never heard that before. I would, you know, and I wouldn't say 99% of No, them. on our ship it was 99. It was well, like the captain was American and that was it. But you. <laughs> Even the the like theater team, they weren't American. Oh well, we didn't see, see? the theater team, so maybe you didn't go see a show. 
Matt? It was quite difficult to do anything with our two children. Oi, bay. This this boat was not kid friendly. Okay, so, so. I'm going to say this: Don't yeah. cruise Norwegian with kids. Yeah. Our first cruise was Norwegian. Yeah. And Mila was just over a year old, so that would have put Topher at six, Cannon at five. Yeah. They were all they were little. Yeah. And they had a great time. Oh yeah. They had and a our, blast. Our kids did too, but. And I didn't see any real. Like issues cruising with them at that point, but then we have since cruised with Carnival, and Carnival has the oh, Camp yeah. Ocean, yeah. and which Norwegian has something for kids as well. Yeah, and we took Eli to that a couple times. Yeah, uh, nothing for anything Johnny's age. Yeah, uh, so that was we always had Johnny at some point. My mom took him a couple nights. Yeah, and let Deidre and I go, but at that point. There wasn't much to do. We yeah. had two hours. To, yeah, there was a crummy comedian who we saw on the on the TV. You know, they replayed his like yeah. little yeah. introduction thing from the first day. That next day, so he had like a twenty minute set, and it's like this guy is awful. And so, like the one night that we were like, oh, maybe let's go to the show. It's like, oh, it's his show. Never mind. Let's Never just mind. Go sit on the deck. Yeah. <laughs> I did find a couple uh, alcoholic beverages that I actually enjoyed. Woohoo! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bringing Matt was, over to the dark side. What was the main one called? Uh, uh, Moscow Mule. I a think Moscow Mule. Called. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed that a lot. Really? Mm hmm. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Because that's like. It's like ginger and lime. Ginger, focused. lime, and vodka. It was good. That was good. I, I never know. had enough to get even slightly buzzed or anything like that. I'd have one every now and then, and that was it. Yeah, but uh, it was good. It was good stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, it was fun. Uh, the other question I had was, uh, did your boat have? Well, I mean, I guess you kind of answered. But uh, specifically your boat, did your boat have more of a kid area anywhere on the top, like with the pools and stuff? Yes. Because we had a very tiny, shoved in a corner, small pool with a little slide, which the kids loved. And we actually wound up spending, I think, a total of five hours there Yeah. Uh, throughout the last couple of days. But that was like it when it came to kids entertainment besides the, they had the one little daycare thing, kids, kids play thing. Mm-hmm. And then that tiny pool shoved in the top deck. wasn't even on the same deck as the rest of the pools. Mm-hmm. And it was far away from everybody else in this dank corner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's how our first Norwegian cruise was. Yeah. And it, like the kids' area was closed off. It was enclosed uh. with glass. Like you could see the big people pool from the kids' pool, but it was enclosed in glass. So just imagine what it smelled like in there. Yeah. It was nasty and muggy and just... It was enclosed even on the top? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was bad. Okay. It was super bad. Yeah. Because... So it was the top, but there's a like a rim of, of deck seats that go around the very top of the ship. And so it sat directly under... One of those deck seats, okay. one of those pavilions. Um, so it had a roof to it, and it just it was nasty. And one tiny slide. This ship has been completely refurbished. It was built in 2017. 
It was built to go to China, like to do the Asian. Yeah. Whatever. Um, wasn't a hit, so they brought it back. They refurbished it, completely redid the inside of it. It's like a brand new ship. Hmm. This was its first season out. Okay. So that was kind of cool to be on essentially a brand new ship. Yeah. But it had the go-kart track. It had a virtual reality. Yeah, you had the big one. Yeah. It has a a whole virtual reality room. um, We saw commercials about that one. It was pretty cool. (laughs) I will say it was pretty awesome. It had three water slides. Two of which went out over the side of the ship and had glass, oh, so it looked man. like you're, yeah, you know, going oh, over the gosh. ocean. Um, it had a kids play water area that had two little kids slides, one of those like dunking buckets, things that fill up and then yeah. eventually pour out. Yeah, yeah. Um, the little like stand up gun shooter things that. So it was like a whole little kids play area. Yeah. That sounds like the one we should have been on. It was <clears throat> it was fun. However, it was Alaska and the warmest that it was was like fifty three. So nobody was really in the pool. I see. There was like seven hot tubs and then there were two separate pools. There was an adult's pool and a kid's pool. And they're on the same deck. Yeah. They just are like side by side. Um and the kids pool always had kids in it. The adult pool never had anybody in it because the adults are like, yeah, go ahead. Jump in that pool and get hypothermia. See if I care. Whatever. As the kids are like, but it's so fun. I swear. So we went straight from our cruise, our seven day cruise without any kids, our glorious, amazing vacation. It was nine days total. Because of traveling days, you know. Um, had a week to recoup. And then my brother-in-law and sister-in-law and their two kids came in to visit us for a week. And we went to the Balloon Fiesta and to Meow Wolf. And that's pretty much it. But then y'all got sick. It was amazing until <laughs> we all got sick. And my poor sister-in-law, it's like... Second to the last day, third to the last day that they're here, about halfway through. And she, like, her eyes are really big and puffy and red, and you can hear it in her throat. And I'm telling her, it's just allergies. I'm telling you. (laughs) Pop a clarin and you'll be good. Yeah. Clovis is the worst for allergies. It's just allergies. You'll be fine. I promise. And then on their last day here, I woke up and you could hear it in my throat. And I was like... Yeah, I don't think it was allergies. Allergies. <laughs> I'm so sorry. And that was last Saturday when we were going to be recording. Yes. Yes. Sent me a message at 4:30 in the morning. I'm not going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was already not feeling well Friday night, but I was like willing it out of existence, you know, and mm-hmm. I was not coming to terms with it. I was like, I'm fine. <laughs> It's all right. I just need a good night's sleep. It's just been a long couple weeks. I'm tired. I'll be okay. And then at four o'clock in the morning, my body was like, you are not okay. Have fun with this. (laughs) And see, normally I'm the one that gets the colds really bad. Yeah. And I got a cold 
a couple weeks ago and woke up, you know, with this, the scratchy throat mm-hmm. all day. And then you can just feel it all coming on. And the next day, just the full on. Yeah. And normally I get that and I have it for like a week. And then I have that cough and the cough lasts for sometimes as much as two months. Yeah. Like it drives me nuts every single year. I got that. It was over in less than like five days. And, and so you're doing the happy dance. You're yeah, like, I've been pretty much fine. And I haven't been coughing. Every day Matt wakes up <clears> and he's like, I feel okay today. Yeah, still good. All right. Yeah, Cole <laughs> forgot about me. So um, we did Meow Wolf, Matt. Yeah. Yeah, I saw the pictures. It was amazing. It's so good, right? It was, okay, but I here's saw, the I thing. I noticed an update since I've been there. In some of really? Pictures. Yeah. So it was really cool. I loved every second of it. But for anyone who deals with high anxiety, oh yeah, no, don't go. Absolutely not. And I don't know when would be a good time to tell you to go because we went at 2 o'clock on a Wednesday <laughs> and it was packed. Now, see, I went at 1 o'clock on a Tuesday okay. and it wasn't bad. There, was, there were a lot of people there, but it wasn't like shoulder to shoulder bumping into people. You could walk around by yourself and be fine. Yeah. But that was... What, three or four years ago yeah when it was still building in popularity and you know, since then it's gotten so popular that they're making new ones in vegas, vegas and, and denver is it denver yeah yes denver. <clears throat> but uh yeah it's it's a fun experience though nick and april were kind of like i mean they were super excited yeah to go and it's funny because you know they've met you once but they love you dearly yeah and so they were like, well, Coker kept saying this and Coker said that and Coker blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it's Matt. <laughs> I don't know who you guys are, but nobody calls him Coker. Actually, a lot of people no. call me Coker in school. Nobody calls you Coker. Because we had a lot it, of Matts in my class. It was so weird because even the first couple times I'm like, who are they talking about? <laughs> That is not a common name. How do they know somebody named Coker? That is so... And then it hits me. And April's like, Matt! And I was like, oh! (laughs) But they were like, yeah, this isn't the only Meow Wolf. There's one in like Vegas. And I was like, yes, but this is the first Meow Wolf. This is the Meow Wolf. I'm not sure the other ones are open yet. The Vegas one is open. Is the Vegas one open? Yeah. And then the Denver one is coming in. In 2020, which oh, okay. is two months away. Can you believe it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, this one's, it is cool. It is really cool. It's cool. So I've realized that my anxiety has to do a lot with my children. Yeah. And just like fears that I have of my children. Possibilities, things that could happen. So the entire time, my boys, I mean, Topher will be 14 in a couple months Cannon will be 13 in a couple months. They did not want to walk around with mom the whole time. They're like, can we go? Can we go? Can we go? And I'm like, no, (laughs) you must stay with me. We are literally in a building that is a giant maze. Yes. With a thousand possibilities. Yes. Of where you could be. Yeah. There is no Marco Poloing it through here, okay? There are hidden tunnels. There are traps. There's a second floor, a third middle floor. It's just... You gotta stay. Yep. Gotta stay with me. Yep. Then when we go to the next room, you can kind of venture off and figure things out on your own. But I need to be able to say, hey, boys. And you say, I'm right here. That would be terrifying. Yes. To lose your kids in that. Yeah. I mean, 
Because you don't even know what's a door and what's not. I know. <laughs> you and open then the, the refrigerator door and that's a, a door somewhere else. <laughs> the door leads to another door, which leads to another door. And, and I'm you like. you five possibilities of a door. I know. <gasps> I know. Do I walk through this thing all five times hoping to find them? Yep. Five so and it, ways. and it doesn't help, you know, Nick and April's kids. Eli is, he'll be eight this week. I think this week. Um, Eli is almost eight. Abigail just turned five. And so, you know, Eli wanted to do what the boys were doing. And yeah. Abigail wanted to do what Mila was doing. And so I'm telling my kids, no, you can't go because they can't go. They for real, for real can't go. <laughs> like, if you go, I'll end up finding you and I'll beat the crap out of you at the end. But they can't go. <laughs> Fine. So while it was fun and there were so many cool aspects to it, you know, now that I've done one vacation without my kids. Right. Well, see, yeah, I, I got to go because I was on a trip by myself. Yeah. And I had time to kill. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to go check that out. I've heard a lot of cool things about it. So, yeah, being able to walk through it just by yourself and take it all in and appreciate each area. And yeah. And not have to worry about where your kids are. That was nice. Yeah. I'll admit that. Yeah. So basically I, what we've been saying with with all this recap is kids are the worst. Kids are the worst. <laughs> um, don't have children. Don't. And if you do, don't take them on vacations. It's just as simple as that. No, Chris and I did learn that we need to take more vacations, just he and I. Yeah. It's something like neither one of us went on vacations a whole lot as kids. I can count on one hand how many vacations I did, and he doesn't have to have hands to count how many vacations he did as a kid, because it was none. Um, this doesn't have hands? <laughs> it's it's not what I said. It's not what I said. Um, but we've always wanted to, everywhere that we've gone, everything that we've seen, we wanted to give our kids that opportunity, yeah. you know, and them have memories and experiences. Yeah. But it's important for couples to just have couple time yeah. away from their kids. I agree. Well, we're coming up on a half an hour here, so let's uh, let's take a break. Fine. Coming up next hour, we'll take a look at a viral song in the secular music scene that is Talking to God. But for now, it's Manic Monday, so we're going to kick off a block of music with three of the louder Christian hits on our station. Stick around. We'll be back at the top of the hour. Hey, have you heard? We're so glad that you're listening to the Back Row Morning Show in its podcast form. But we hear there's actually an entire radio station that plays some amazing Christian music throughout the show and all day long. We've heard and now you have too. Join us at BackRowRadio.com and stream online or download our free app for iPhone and Android. Back Row Radio, Christian music in every flavor. Three letters, starts with C, bovine. Cow. Oh, yeah, that fits. You know, Bob, there's something missing in my life. I don't know what it is. I have everything I need, but yet there's something missing. Mm Mm-hmm. How about five letters, starts with J, savior of the world? Jesus. Mm, Oh, thanks. I feel so helpless. There's no one to talk to who has the answers. I just wish there was a way I could reach out to someone who could help. Mm. Six letters, starts with P and ends with R, petitioning God. Prayer. I don't know. 
Maybe there's some place I could go to, people I could talk to. Ends with H. Place of worship? That's easy. Church. Oh, right. It just isn't fair. We should have been given a manual or something that has the answers. Holy book. Starts with B? Bible. Come on, man. Think. Oh, yeah. It's so obvious. You sure know the answers. Maybe the answers you've heard time and time again are the answers you need to use. Back Row Morning Show here on Macro Radio. Glad to have you with us. It is Matt and Mo finally in the studio. Mo finally. Mo finally. And uh, we're going to kick off the second hour with five random facts. Five random facts. I can't even. With the, with the song. I've had to do these stupid facts these last two weeks by myself. Somebody is bitter. <laughs> Get better, you know, you not bitter. You deserve a theme song right now. Rude! <laughs> Rude! You know, for a lot of the time that we were gone, it wasn't even my fault. Gosh. Okay, number one, eating spicy foods can boost your metabolism and cause your body to burn more fat. Speaking of the spicy foods, I got a bag of ghost pepper chips. Bring me the bag, because apparently... <laughs> I can lose weight by eating that bag of chips. Coming That's up, what I'm reading. Coming up soon. We're filming it. Mo and I, head to head in a game where each round we lose, we got to eat a ghost pepper chip. Which, by the way, I just have to say, my husband, when he will occasionally read our messages, uh-huh. he was like, I don't understand you. <laughs> I don't understand you at all. You could have easily just said no. Well, Matt sends me this picture you in and i reply with something along the lines of oh my gosh are you crazy that's that's insane yeah i'll do it <laughs> yeah yeah i'm in let's do it hey it's it's life you only get one of them until you go to heaven cuddling with loved ones and even pets can reduce stress relieve symptoms of depression and help speed up the time it takes for wounds to heal Hey. The first two, I, you know, think you're common knowledge, but the third one, that's impressive. It makes your, I guess it makes your body, your, what is the, what's the thing that heals you? It goes around and heals all your wounds, the little... Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep. That's, that one. that's what I was talking about. Let's move on. <laughs> People who grow up in warmer climates tend to be friendlier than those who grow up in harsher climates. I don't know. Some of the friendliest people I found were in Alaska. Just saying. 
Although they only lived there for the summer months and then moved back home. So, so yeah, that's... Uh, that's <laughs> hey. Uh, 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 you know, though, I'm like... <laughs> I think that there's got to be a balance. Because, yeah, I can understand why being cold would cause you to kind of internalize and, yeah. you know, seem harsh or off-putting. But they, if I'm Deidre's too much hot... much meaner when it's cold out. Really? Yeah. <laughs> See, and I i don't know. I could totally live in Alaska year-round and be cool. I think so, too. Yeah, I could as well. It's when I get super hot that I'm like, leave me alone. <laughs> don't mess with me. Uh, people, nope, seagulls, <laughs> seagulls stomp on the grass to cause a vibration that mimics rain or order. In order, in in order order to bring earthworms (laughs) to the surface. Sorry, I typed that one out. Or order. (laughs) That interesting. It's how they get there. There's a little video. It's just them going real quick on the grass, and it sounds like rain, and the earthworms just kind of wiggle up, thinking they're going to get a little bath, and the seagull just, you're mine, sucker. Hey, do what you got to do. <laughs> um, and the largest pumpkin ever grown was 2,528 pounds. That's a big pumpkin. So That's we've been pumpkin. watching like Halloween Wars on... Yeah, Dater and I have seen a little bit of it. Have you seen some of the big pumpkins that they bring in for those things? Mm-hmm. They're like massive. They have to use a forklift to move the yeah. thing. <laughs> Yeah, pumpkins can get huge, man. And then they carve into them right. for three hours. <laughs> These intricate faces. I told Chris, can you imagine how, like, <clears throat> the misshapen claw of their hand after three hours for carving into this pumpkin? Can you imagine the carpal tunnel on those people? For real. A <laughs> uh, bit of news. A new 3D printer at the University of Maine has already racked up three Guinness World Records, including one of the world one for the world's largest 3D printer. Guinness officials visited the school and certified the school's 3D printer was the largest in the world, and a boat printed by the machine was bestowed with the titles of the world's largest 3D printed object and the world's largest 3D printed boat. The boat, dubbed 3D-Ringo, no, 3D-Rigo, 3D-Rigo, 3D-Rigo? I don't know. There's got to be. Measures 25 feet long and weighs about 5,000 pounds, the school said. It took about 72 hours to print the boat, which the school said could have military applications. 72 hours to make your own boat. Okay, but I'm sorry. I'm not going to get on a boat that's been printed from a 3D printer. You don't? Really? Heck no. They're printing organs with 3D printers. I know they are. They're printing meat with 3D printers. Listen, it was Grace Loan Memorial that originated that whole 3D printed organ thing. That's where... That was a joke that you didn't get, but okay, whatever. What? Grace Loan Memorial. It's the hospital from Grey's Anatomy. It is a non... It is, I, I it is a fictional anymore. hospital. <laughs> it is not real. I don't watch that show. But they came up with the 3D printed organ. They did. It was in one of their episodes like uh, uh, a know, decade ago. <laughs> a decade ago? 
It's been a they while. They 3D printed an organ a decade ago on Grey's Anatomy. It's for real been a while. <laughs> you want me to Google it? No, I'm not that I'm interested. totally Googling it and we'll revisit this topic later. <laughs> All right, so last week a new music video from the rapper Dax hit the secular music scene and it quickly got trending and spread virally across the internet and YouTube. Uh, I've seen a few other of his songs uh, and he reminds me a lot of NF. Uh, do you agree with that? Like you listen to the song. I don't think he reminds me of NF. He doesn't? See, he does to me, I, and it might be more in the other songs uh, that I heard, because uh, he really wears his heart on his sleeve in his lyrics, like NF does. Uh, and that that genuine like struggle uh, vibe in a song is, is appealing to people that you know, mm-hmm. struggle. Uh, but Dax is a different artist in the way he, uh, in that he does, you know, he's a secular artist, he does secular music. Uh, his music is very explicit. Um, but uh, this song, Dear God, is written from the heart of someone who obviously believes in God, which is evident in his other songs as well that aren't focused on faith matters. Uh, but someone who has a lot of questions, many of which I believe have answers, which we're kind of going to examine uh, over the course of this week, little by little, uh, the next three days, uh, by going through the lyrics to this song. Uh, the purpose behind this isn't to mock Dax for having questions, quite the opposite. Uh, it's to help anyone who might be having the same questions maybe understand a little bit of the answers. Uh, now, right off the bat, I'll say that Dax is uh, black, and therefore some of the issues in the songs are directly tied to race. Uh, if we feel that we can comment on those, we will, but some of those are aspects that just might be out of our wheelhouse. Uh, so... We'll be focusing mainly on the faith aspects of the song. Uh, this is something new for us, something we haven't really done, but we are a radio station after all. So I'm excited. Let's see what we. I just got to say, though, say comparing it. Dax to NF is like comparing 50 Cent to Eminem. Whatever that means, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> They're You're both the rappers. Expert. You're the rapping expert here. Which is why I had to wait until you were here to do this. But this is what I'm excited about because there is finally another good, and y'all can pin me to the wall and throw tomatoes at me for all I care (laughs) for saying this, but there is finally another good Christian rapper out there. It's not just NF, and there are other Christian rappers, yes. I I mean, KJ52 has been my jam since we did that whole... (laughs) video montage thing um but finally another good christian rapper that gets you at your core okay that is something that he does i don't know that we would qualify him as a christian rapper oh i'm rapper, totally qualified rapper who him. is a why christian. okay this is a whole nother topic well, because the term christian rapper implies that you're in the christian music industry which he's not <sighs> But see, I don't think that it does. Sure, you maybe. Can, you, can, you can not think it, but it does. <laughs> it does, it does. <laughs> I just got the biggest eye roll from Matt that I've ever received in seven years of friendship. <laughs> you, you, can, you can not think it all you want. but <laughs> It is what it is. That, that, that's how this works. <laughs> Whatever. Like, you know, like 21 Pilots, they are both Christians. They're not a Christian band. But because they don't, essentially because they don't curse and they don't rap about 
uh, glorying and undue sinning, we can play them. Dax we could not play on our station. I mean, even this song about God got heavily explicit in many parts. I I was trying to count when the first cuss word was, and it's definitely within the first line. Yeah. <laughs> really quick. Really quick. And it's not just a mild cuss word. He drops so, the F bro- F-bomb right away. So we won't be reading those those parts of the lyrics? What? I was we'll, so we'll have, looking forward we'll to have, it. We'll have adjusted them slightly oh, in tone. Bummer. But the uh, the bummer. message is still there. So yeah, let's, let's dive in. The first section of lyrics... Uh, which is the very start of the song, says, Dear God, there's a lot of questions that I have about the past, and I don't want to hear it from a human you made, so you're the last person that I'm ever going to ask. So, tough start already, in my opinion. That first line, I was like, yes! (laughs) Right away. Okay. But the idea of, I don't want to hear it from you, and we'll revisit this a little bit because he touches more on it in the song. The idea that I don't want to hear it from a human you made so you're the last person I'm going to ask. I understand the idea of, you know, praying and asking the questions directly to God and searching for answers that way. But God doesn't really talk to us directly anymore. He often uses the humans that he made mm. to answer these questions. So I feel like when you come into a situation automatically dismissing any human interaction as a possible answer, you're setting yourself up for failure. Oh, I can already see how this is going to go. <laughs> you and I are on two totally well, this different is why pages. I wanted, this is why I wanted to have this. So how are you interpreting that? I don't even think <laughs> that we're in the same book right now. Okay, so, and we're going to hear this as we continue through the rest of the song. There's some major hurt. Sure. Behind this song. Some serious letdown and... Absolutely. And so for me, at first, because I've listened to it quite a few times now, but at first when I heard it, I was like, ooh, okay, that's kind of bold. That's kind of brazen to just come straight at God and be like, I got questions and I don't want to hear it from anybody else. You're going to have to give me the answers. Yeah. But at the same time, God already knew that was what was in his heart. God already knew that's what he was thinking. God already knows the reasons that that brought him to that point of, I don't want to hear it from this person, you know? Mm-hmm. And so while it may take us aback a little bit, and it may be like, I can see your point of God uses people. Well, God also uses many other things as well. Sure. It's easy as opening up your Bible and, hey, or just bringing to remembrance some scripture as you're struggling. And so for me, that's kind of what I thought. I didn't expect, I didn't think that he was waiting for God to say, okay, Dax, let's sit down and have a conversation and I'll tell you all the answers to your questions. Okay. But I also think that there is reasoning for not wanting to hear it from another human. And I can respect that reason. Sure. Because you hate people. <laughs> Completely. Trust no one. Live alone. Love nothing. Hashtag fact. <laughs> no, I, and I get what you're trying to say. Uh, I guess, and, and we'll, uh, I believe we won't actually get to the lyric that I'm about to reference until possibly Wednesday. Uh, 
but there's another instance where he basically says that he doesn't even want to read it in a book. Mm. He wants God to directly answer him. And so that tied in. And like I said, he kind of revisits this theme a few times. It all ties into where it seems like he's not going to accept any answer that's not a... Booming voice a, from bo- God. Yeah, a booming voice from God. But we'll get more into that. I, I, I do understand what you're saying. Uh, as you were talking, what I was thinking, you, you listed opening up the Bible. What I was thinking is, you know, God can use a song. Yeah. You know, to help uh, mm-hmm. answer your question or open your eyes a little bit. Um, and that's... that's uh, you know, testimony that we get from listeners of Backward Radio, you know, all the time. The right yeah. song coming on at the right time and uh, stuff like that. Which is why we play a lot of songs similar to like NF that mm-hmm. uh, or 21 Pilots that dig deep into tough issues like yeah. suicidal thoughts and, and uh, depression and things of that nature. And not in a superficial or, or kind of... Um, What's the word I'm thinking of? Uh, non-specific way, you know, just a a relative. They don't gloss over it. Yeah, not a glossed over um, issue I'm dealing with in a song, you know, where they try and make it all encompassing. Mm-hmm. This issue could be anything. This could be the thorn in, in Paul's side. We have no idea what it is, but this song applies to you. But a specific problem that someone is specifically dealing with is brought up in a lot of the songs that we play. Yeah. Uh, for that reason, because there are people dealing with specific problems and want to hear people who are also dealing with those specific problems and how they've been overcoming them. So I get that. Uh, I do. So I don't disagree with you. I just think it's a tough start. Sure. The whole song is (laughs) tough. So section two, he says, tell me what's real. Tell me what's fake. Why is everything about you a debate? What's the point of love? Every time I showed it, it was broken and it forced me to just only want to hate. Uh, Yeah, I get it. I really do. Um, I hate that everything about faith is a debate Mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, See... I like this. You and I are having a discussion mm-hmm. and we're going to have things that we disagree on, mm-hmm. but we're not going to be at each other's throats about it. Yeah. Jumping across the table. And there are too many of us believers who are like that. Yeah. At the drop of a hat too. And often about the dumbest things. doctrines. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid things that we will never know until yeah. we're dead. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, I'm itchy over here. I got something I, going on in yeah. my back. Can't get, get rid of it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, human humans are flawed, and that's that's uh, that's the truth. And I uh, I can understand where that lack of trust must come from. That way, like you said, it's obvious that he's been hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's obvious from other songs that he's done. He's been hurt a lot relationally, uh, romantically, and it's hard to trust people when you have so many of those instances building up mm-hmm. uh, on top of each other. Uh, so I get that. Uh, but what's the point of love? That question strikes me as odd. Because um, my answer would be that maybe there's not a specific point to love, that love itself is the point. Like that's what we're that's what we're after. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what we're trying to do one way or another. That's that's how we're supposed to be 
existing and interacting with this world in a loving way. Mm-hmm. Uh, faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. I could speak with the tongues of every nation, but if I didn't have love, it would just be making noise. I mean, love itself, God is love. That's the point of everything on this planet. Uh, so to, to get to the point where you're so broken from sharing that love, that's heartbreaking to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I know that there are a lot of people in that boat. Oh, yeah. I So there's not much more for me to say. You've said my thoughts pretty much exactly. Mm. Surprise. Um, <laughs> but I do, I feel like if we're being honest, so many people share these same thoughts. Absolutely. And that's what I love about this song is he's just being honest. Yeah. And whether we still feel this way, whether we struggle with, <clears throat> you know, the back and forth, the seesaw of feeling this way, but knowing we're not necessarily supposed to feel this way, you know, because it kind of contradicts everything that God tells us. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just real and honest about it and just puts it all out there and says, here it is. This is what this is what I'm struggling with. This yeah. is what I'm feeling. And I can respect that because God already knows it. Yeah. And with questions like these of this nature... Where it's obvious there's no good answer. Yeah. Because people suck. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the answer. The that's answer the... Is, is we suck. <laughs> We're asking God, you know, why are we allowing humans to suck is essentially what the question is. I mean, since the beginning of time. Yeah. We sucked. <laughs> since the first opportunity to sin arose, we were like, give me that apple. Yeah. <laughs> we were all over it. So, I mean, that's 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 just the human nature. Uh, and it kind of, the beginnings of these questions like that, and I'm not saying that's what's happening in this song, but I'm saying like, you know, outwardly in, in a lot of people's minds, especially those who aren't believers, but have debated about whether or not God's real. It's questions like that that start to spiral into eventually, you know, why does God allow evil at all? Mm-hmm. Or why, you know, the the whole thing of is if God is so good, you know, why did this happen and why did this happen? And and we get into that point where we let that be such become a roadblock for even believing in God mm-hmm. because he's all powerful. Why not just make everything good? But the natural progression of that, you know, God making everything good is we're slaves at that point to mm-hmm. God. We're not we're not people with free will. We're not making our own decisions. We are marionette puppets. Yeah. And that's, I don't know, that's not really, I don't want to believe in a puppeteer God. I want to believe in a loving God. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what's hard for a lot of people. And that's where it really requires a huge mind change. Yeah. You know, it requires perspective because I can see the argument in, well, then why? Okay, so taking Adam and Eve. Why did he banish them? Yeah. You know, why did he not just forgive them and say, well, okay, but here's the thing. God gave them, God showed them mercy from the very start, Mm -hmm. from the very beginning. If God was an evil God, he would have said, and you're done. Yeah. 
You know, I'm wiping it clean. Yeah. I'm starting over. But he didn't. He There were consequences. But then he continued to show his mercy over and over and over and over and over and over again. And, and even he, at the time of Noah, when he essentially did that up to a point, he still wasn't like, okay, I'm just wiping humanity completely. Right. He's like, there's still... Humanity's still going to go on. We're still going to do this. We're just going to have a soft reboot. <laughs> so, and what I love about Noah is, and I just recently did a study on, on Noah. I'm doing a study through Genesis, and we just studied the portion of Noah that I never really thought of, okay? But this is going to, it changed my mind drastically. The Bible specifically says there was one righteous man. That was Noah. And who did he save? Noah, his wife his three sons, and their wives. It does not say that Noah's wife, his three sons, and their wives were righteous. Right. But that was a sign of God's love and mercy towards Noah because he didn't want for Noah... God has the power to have created him a whole new wife that was righteous. He could have done it all over again. Noah's got plenty of ribs. You know what I mean? (laughs) But God did not want for Noah to go through that struggle alone. He did not want for Noah to deal with that by himself and that was just one more way that god showed his love and mercy towards noah noah was the only righteous one but i'm gonna let your family survive as well yeah it just requires that perspective change yeah we have to go back and go okay yes we see what happens we see the the ugliness of it let me see the good in it yeah all right okay i like that uh, so these next couple sections kind of have similar answers, really, in my opinion, anyway. Uh, the next section says, why is there only one you but multiple religions? Why does every conversation end in a division? Why does everybody want to tell us how to live, but they won't listen to the same message that they're given, that they are giving? Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, I mean, my answer is, yeah, we suck. Humans are flawed. Yeah. <laughs> We're trying to do our best. Nobody does things the exact same way. Nobody really believes the exact same way about everything. And that's that's kind of how the multiple religions thing started. That's how, That started in the Bible. That yeah. started in Acts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I follow Paul. I follow Apollos. You know, that whole kind of thing is different. Different, uh, different leaders lead differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how... Different doctrines have come about. Uh, then we had the Catholic Church, and then we had the Protestant Reformation, and through that we've had all these different denominations. And I mean, it's just, it's all essentially little stuff for the most part. All essentially little things that we believe differently. Yeah. The big main stuff, most of us are pretty much on board mm-hmm. the same way. Um, now, if he's now, I don't know if he's referring to just the Christian denominations in that multiple religions line, or if he's talking about literally all the different religions. I would assume he's and so yeah, broad I mean, scale. If that's the case, I mean, like it's there is only one him, and there's only one religion that follows this one him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, all the others are not him. Yeah, and you know that should answer the question, um, but. For someone seeking or someone who doesn't understand, which I don't necessarily believe that Dax is. Dax, see, Dax seems pretty uh, focused on a Christian God uh, in this song and in some of the other songs. So I don't believe he's you know thinking that you know God is also the same God of of uh, I don't know 
one of the gods in Hinduism or anything like that or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, it's essentially all the division and everything is just because we all suck. Mm-hmm. We're all trying. People as a group, no matter what group you are, are terrible. <laughs> Hashtag fact. People um, individually, much better. <laughs> we had a lady on our church group the other day, mm-hmm. our Facebook church. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't even remember what the post, the original post or original meme was, but she said, and we try not to have anything serious in the group. And so she was kind of borderline here, but she said, do you think there will come a time where we'll all realize we were all wrong in some way, shape or form when it comes to Christianity? And you responded with, yes, probably so. Yeah. And then her response to you was, then shouldn't we stop arguing about it? Shouldn't we stop judging or something along those lines? And I thought, yes, yep. <laughs> we should. <laughs> but it's what we try to do. It's in this so <laughs> much easier said than done. Yeah. You know, and especially when it's like a something that really gets your hackles up, you know, something that's been a pet peeve of yours. Your hackles. And you're like, yeah, okay. your hackles. Okay. You're like, you gotta calm your hackles. Uh like the Calvinism Arminianism debate has been a pet peeve of mine ever since we had that that really Calvinist couple that joined our church. Yeah. That was just actively trying to change everybody reform. in our church. Yeah. To reform <laughs> everybody else in the church. And and it caused such it caused such a division in the church. Not not like a church split, but between the people that were like do we just let them keep coming or do we need to kick them out? Right. Which we ultimately had to do. We ultimately had to ask them to leave because they wouldn't stop. Yeah. And I'm like, <sighs> we're not even, we weren't, our church isn't even a, a distinctly Arminian church either. Um, for the most part, I believe we land somewhere in the middle. Yeah. And I feel like that's exactly where the answer is. There's no way that. Calvinism has it 100% right, and our, or Arminianism has it 100% right. It's got to be a mixture of both. Because both of them say, well, Scripture backs up both of our claims, and they can prove that by listing Scripture. Sometimes I've been saying this the for exact years. same Scripture. I'm like, could it be possible <laughs> that there's a point somewhere in the middle? I've been saying it for years. <laughs> and when I think about it, like when I think about God and I think about religion, I think about one of those, what was it? Like the spider web maps that we used to yeah. do as kids, yeah. you know, and it's got God right there in the center and then all the little things that come <laughs> off and, you know, you've got all your different religions, but they don't connect except for right there in the center. Yeah. And that right there in the center point, they may have all these other little sub groups that come off of them and whatnot. It's going to be this huge... Can you imagine just God standing in front of like a whiteboard and he's got his own little, what are those called? It's called something, a graph of some sort. He's got his own little graph up there on his whiteboard and he's constantly adding to it daily. And he's like, yep, okay. Got this group over here. Got my Christians and they got Baptists and they got Methodists and they got Lutheran. They don't think anybody else is here. Yeah, you know, like, (laughs) they got all my people here. You know, can you just imagine? Yeah. And the only thing that connects us is that center bubble. Mm -hmm. And we got to get closer to that center (laughs) bubble in order to find the real answer for it all. Like, one of. 
don't know if you've watched The Good Place at all. Have you watched that? I Yeah, I think I watched the first season. Okay. I'm not up to date with it. It's great. It keeps getting better. Um, but in that first episode, you know, the, you know, in the first few scenes, she asks, so who was right about the afterlife? Yeah. You know, he goes, oh, well, you know, these were a little bit right. They were a little bit right. Uh, everybody got about 10%. Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes, except... For this guy, and there's a portrait of one guy on the wall. He's he got about ninety-two percent right one day after <laughs> taking some bad mushrooms. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, there's probably one guy out there who's pretty spot on. Listen, exactly. I am that guy. <laughs> I've been saying it for years. Uh, all right, well. Uh, let's uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we will keep tackling these lyrics. But for now, we're going to jump into our music block. It's Manic Monday. We'll kick off the block with three louder Christian hits. Stick around. We'll be back at the top of the hour. Back row, but louder. Two hours of the hardest rock and heaviest metal Christian music has to offer. Saturdays, 11 p.m. Eastern. Only on Back Back Row Radio. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show here on this Monday morning. Glad to have you with us. Matt and Mo in the studio. Let's kick off this hour with a little bit of news. Webb Weeman 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 was 25 when his mother passed away after a decade-long battle with cancer. After the loss, his father began to isolate himself. Weeman decided to intervene. He found his mother's phone book and set his father up on a date. The date eventually led to marriage, though the ex- or through the experience, Wayman found a new passion, helping seniors achieve what's left on their bucket lists. Today, his nonprofit, My Jump, has taken nearly 50 senior citizens on adventures. Since 2011, he's helped seniors from across the country cross off bucket list items like skydiving, race car driving, parasailing, and flying over the Grand Canyon. So I need to look We're up. We're taking a cruise with Mo. <laughs> right? I need to look up this Web Wayman guy and give him my father-in-law's information. That's really cool, though. Mm-hmm. It is super cool. Yeah. Super Having somebody cool. else take the reins and help you do something you probably wouldn't do. And it takes a lot of own. patience and a lot of love. They would have to. So yeah. shout out to him. <laughs> so getting back to our main topic, we, we, we talked a long time. Uh, last long hour. time talk. Long time talk. <laughs> uh, so we're not going 
too much deeper today, but uh, we're going to pick up examining the lyrics from Dax's new viral song, Dear God, a secular artist, asking many questions many of us have asked at one point in our journey of faith in hopes of getting some answers. So picking up with his lyrics in verse one, uh, he says, why does everybody try to profit off another man's work and then destroy it just for monetary gain? And the first thing that I thought about was Judas. Because that's, I mean, uh, essentially that's exactly what Judas did with Jesus and the disciples. He was more focused on the monetary aspect. He was the one that grumped about uh, Mary using that oil that could have been sold. Uh, he then destroyed it all for monetary gain. He turned Jesus over to the authorities for 30 pieces of silver. And then that destroyed him. <laughs> the guilt from that destroyed him. Uh, yeah. I mean, again, like I said last hour, most of the answers to this is that people suck. <laughs> but it's... it's uh, The human race is flawed. Yeah. It's, it's, it's true that this does happen. There, yeah. There's a lot of selfishness. Uh, this is this is beyond just people being awful. This is people being evil sometimes mm-hmm. of uh, profiting off someone else and then destroying it to make them richer. You know, and there's nothing new under the sun. Mm-hmm. You know, and it to me it even goes as far back as Cain and Abel. Yeah. You know it. There may not have been monetary gain, essentially, out of it, but there was gain. You know, there it, it people suck. <laughs> it is what sin does to our nature. Yeah. Uh, the next section he asks, tell me, are you black or are you white? I don't even really care. I just want to know what's right. Um this has been, this has come up, and this is a, this is something that I hadn't ever heard, and this is a little bit of the race thing that we're going to get into. Yeah. Uh, this is something that I hadn't really heard until the, uh, the Brant Jean hug. Did you see that from a few weeks ago? The, nope. the, the, it was the woman, the white woman cop who had come oh, home. Oh, yes. Yeah. The, yes. In Dallas. Yes. And so Brant, which was the, I think Botham was his name, the, the brother of Botham Jean that was killed, you know, basically gave this, you know, heart-wrenching message of forgiveness in mm-hmm. the court to her and then essentially begged the judge to give her a hug mm-hmm. before she went away. She was already sentenced at this point. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and people were split, especially in the African-American community. Or I, I, I don't know why I said African-American. I'm so, I'm so stuck in the 90s of where we're supposed to say African American <laughs> that we don't really say that anymore. Uh, but in the black community, people were split on whether or not this was a good thing. And a lot of people saw it as, uh, and the phrase that I specifically heard that I never heard before is, this is what happens when you believe in white Jesus. It's that you escalate white people above you. And that it somehow becomes... Uh, something that you have to do to forgive white people and that they've been conditioned to do that since slavery because the oppressed are always supposed to forgive the oppressors conditioned to forgive the oppressors. And I don't know if I was 100% on board with that or not, but again, I'm not, you know, black. I've never grown up in that community. I can't, uh, 
be the voice to say that one way or the right. other. But there were plenty of other uh, folks in that community who came out on the opposite side of that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, I don't have the right to judge either way. Of, and both could be true, depending on your mindset and where you're at in life. But the idea of white Jesus being a problem had never really occurred to me. The idea that we oftentimes present Jesus as a white man, which he clearly wasn't. Mm-hmm. He grew up in the Middle East. He was Arab. <laughs> you know, he was he was Middle Eastern. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he had to be. <laughs> there's just no, there's there's no, no other There's no way option. around it. <laughs> if he wasn't, there'd be a lot of people in the Bible going... Wow, you're really light skinned. <laughs> if he you, wasn't, why are you so pale, Jesus? If he wasn't, maybe then people would have believed wholeheartedly that he was Jesus because he didn't look like everybody right. else. Yeah, in fact, Jesus is uh, Jesus is probably absolutely nothing like we ever depict him. He's, sure. He probably did not have really long hair. He probably did not have you know that nice Jesus goatee that he had. Uh, and he definitely shouldn't have, wouldn't have been white. He would have looked like a normal person, and that's what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. He was not he was not distinguishable from other people. Mm-hmm. There wasn't any special anything special to his look. It was you know the God part of him that drew people to him, uh, not his his good looks. <laughs> um, so yeah, but that 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 whole idea of the white Jesus is something that I never considered, and I can completely understand it. I think when it comes to how that would eventually translate into, yeah, Jesus was white, so white people are up here, and everybody else is below, and I could see how that would become more and more dangerous if that's what you're taught from an early age, if that's what you see from a, as a child growing up. It's a weird topic I'm just throwing at you out of nowhere, but what do you No, think? and I'm... <laughs> so I grew up in a heavy populated black state. I grew up in North Carolina. North Carolina, yeah. And so, you know, I was more of the minority in mm-hmm. my school growing up, you know, the church that I attended. So race is something that I probably dealt a lot more with the topic than what you may yeah. have growing up. Um, you're mi- the minority here, but it's to a different race than right. the black community. <laughs> um, but I can remember in high school, you know, my friends knew that I was a believer. My friends knew that I was a Christian. And everything that I did, it was always brought back to, well, would Jesus do that? Would Jesus? And there was one time, one instance, where a black girl said to me, well, Jesus wasn't white. And I've always known that Jesus wasn't white. I've always known, yeah, he's Arab. Duh. He's Middle Eastern. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and so my response was, duh, but he wasn't African American either. You know, (laughs) that's not what Jesus is about. Jesus is not about the color of our skin. He's not about, but at the same time, I believe that there is a connector there where he probably doesn't look like much of any of us. But we are called to look like him. Right. And so for me to hear what some of the black community is saying about um, Botham's brother and and his reaction, that kind of breaks my heart. Because when I watched the video, my response 
my thought was, I've never seen anyone look more like Jesus than what right. he does in that moment. Yeah. I'm, my response is, man, I wish I had that kind of courage to be like uh, Brant. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, that's just what I imagine Jesus being like. Mm-hmm. You know, he's completely broken. His heart has been shattered. He is hurting beyond belief. But he sees someone else who is hurting as well and puts his own feelings aside and just wants to love on her. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's Jesus. Yeah. So, yeah, to hear that being their argument, and I get it. I can understand it. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily think that anybody's really taught that. I think that it's a mindset that they kind of come into, a mindset that they come to believe. Um, I mean, growing up in a black church, that was never really said. You mm. know, white people are, Jesus was white, white people are elevated above black people. Oh, sure, yeah. That I was feel never, like it have to be a mindset, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that it's <sighs> just something that they kind of come into a belief. Um, but it just breaks my heart to think that that's, the message that they received from it when me as a do I really have to say middle-aged white woman <laughs> saw that and thought I want to be more like him because he is reflecting Jesus right now yeah yep all right the last section we'll talk about today uh is uh he says tell me where I'm going is it heaven or hell um I believe this is easily explained, and mm-hmm. all, but often ignored, uh, especially by those who aren't deeply into religion, that you might believe that heaven and hell exist, you might believe that God exists, but you don't really understand the difference. And this comes to, also, we talked about the good place in the last hour. Uh, the good place, their whole system is based on good or bad. Yeah. And where you landed. Uh, on a points total, essentially. <laughs> and that's how a lot of people who consider themselves spiritual and consider themselves believers in God that's still they, think yeah. of heaven and hell. Is Absolutely. That it's, a, it's, a, it's a points total. It's a good or bad. It's a it's a, a Libra scales there where which one's, which one's outweighing the other. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think one of my favorite jokes, and I don't even remember who said it at this point, was, was uh, like... How many people are so close in that points total of, dang, if I didn't cuss when I was in third grade that one time, I would have been in. Yeah. You know, it was that close. Yeah. And uh, and that's something that one of the characters on The Good Place, I don't know if it was in the first season or not, but one of the characters in The Good Place deals with when they're learning about the points total is like, you know, what if I, uh, what if I do this one bad thing and that's enough to put my points total over to the edge of the bad place? Yeah. And... You know, what do I do then, you know? And it's it's a it's a mindset that's I think grown out of like the manners mindset of, you know, we need to be good. And so in the same way that I think some people were some parents have used like the devil or whatever to scare children into being good, I think that's kind of what this has become. Mm-hmm. Is that we've we've tricked ourselves into thinking that if we believe it's a points total, we'll make ourselves be better. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a dangerous place to go in. Essentially, you know, the only way you're getting to heaven, the way the Bible lays it out, is salvation is achieved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's it. It's mm-hmm. a simple formula. 
And anybody right now who is thinking, yes, but faith without works is dead. Yes, 100%. You're absolutely right. But that is not where your salvation lies. Mm -hmm. Your salvation does not lie in your actions and what you do. So, and I really, I need to say this because I struggled with this mindset until about five years ago. Okay. I struggled with the whole, well, if I do this, but I don't do this, have I lost my salvation? Because that's kind of the culture that I grew up in, kind yeah. of the belief that I grew up and in. And there are still some doctrines that teach that in sure. the Christian faith. Sure, and maybe version. not even directly, but indirectly, yeah. and, and that plants that seed of doubt. And I just, I really want to say, God is not a God of chaos or confusion or doubt or worry. God is a God of 100 blessed assurance that you are saved. Mm -hmm. Once saved, always saved. And that took a lot for me as a grown-up Pentecostal girl to, to come into that mindset of, okay, there's nothing that I can do. There is literally nothing that I can do that's going to take me away from him. Yeah. But because of that, because of my salvation, because of my heart change, because of the love that I now have for Jesus, I'm going to choose better. I'm going to make better choices. I'm going to do what I believe God has called me to do. Right. Am I going to fail? Yep. Am I going to screw up on a daily basis? 100%. But there is grace. <laughs> and as long as I come to the cross and I bear that weight at the cross, all is well. Yeah. And I... That was really a big struggle for me that I had to deal with, that I had to overcome. Honestly, I don't even think that it was until CR that I really was able to go, wait a minute, I've been doing this wrong all these years. Hmm. I've been worrying about all the wrong things all these years. And so you said the answer is simple. You know, am I going to heaven or am I going to hell? 100%. The answer is simple. I want to tell people to find freedom from that religion mm-hmm. because that's what it is. It is that religion that is so burdensome that makes you think that you have to live up to a standard that's almost unachievable. Yeah. And that's not what God says. Yeah. All right. Well, I will end with that then because that was good. You're uh, we will... Uh, we will continue with this uh, tomorrow uh, for our main topic. So stick around for that. Join us tomorrow uh, as we continue on through this. This was just the first verse that we've gone through. <laughs> it was the longest verse, which is why we took two segments to do it. Uh, but uh, yeah, a, a lot of a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff going on, a lot of topics, a lot of meat to and chew. We will continue on. Uh, quick radio update: Today's New Music Monday. So later today, we'll have a new batch of music joining the uh, rotation. But last week, let me inform you what we uh, what we added. We added uh, a new song by Thistle, which you might remember we talked about last year. He got shot. Dude got shot by some gang members that he was actually trying to witness to or looking to witness to was i on that show <laughs> i believe so it was really early on it was, okay. it was like one of the first weeks i believe uh but yeah he got he got shot and this was the first release he's had since then and hmm. it's it's mainly about that and the cover for the song is him in the hospital bed dang uh yeah so it's a it's a deep and very good track uh, we also have new music from D1 from uh, Madison, which is spelled M-D-S-N. 
uh, but she's really good. <laughs> Another song by Michael Sweet, who was the uh, front man for Striper, is still the front man for Striper. Um, and then we've got a couple uh, couple tracks from some new artists that are still independent artists that I, I just learned about. Uh, guys' names are uh, Acronym, spelled with a, a, a K, Acronym, and KUV. K-U-V. Guys, can't we just have normal names? <laughs> but yeah, you know, these are two. These are two uh, two independent artists. Uh, part of their same. They have like a little uh, group of of artists that support each other. Uh, called I think it's Doxa Music or something like that. But they're phenomenal. Yeah. Like when it comes to indie submissions for rap artists, mm-hmm. it's hit or miss a lot of times. Because there's a lot of people that really think they spit fire, and it's just really hard to listen to. And I'm sorry, talent isn't always there. But normally, normally, most of the submissions we we get are are in the you know pretty good range. Yeah, definitely good enough to be on the station. These two tracks were some of the best stuff I've heard in a long time. Super talented. Lyrics super on point. I was very impressed. Interesting. I like immediately responded, and and I didn't know that the the guy that I was responding to was acronym. He used his normal name and said he represented that group, the the Doxa Music Group. And I'm like, I can't believe I've never heard of this guy because this was amazing. He goes, Oh well, that's me. That's <laughs> this, this guy is me. <laughs> like, okay, well I didn't know that, so you know I'm not trying to flatter you. Right? This <laughs> is really good. So, yeah. If I was acronym, I would have been like, really? So tell me tell me more. <laughs> tell me more about what you like about him. <laughs> what specifically is it? <laughs> uh, so they've already been playing on the station. Keep listening for them. Uh, you'll hear them again. And uh, almost certainly you'll hear more from them in the future uh, as their stuff comes out because it's really good. Uh, all right. So stick around. We will back, be back. We be back. To close out this show. Backrow Radio is a commercial-free ministry that is partially funded by our Patreon donors. If you like what we do here at Backrow Radio and you'd like to support us financially, please visit patreon.com slash backrowradio. Bible verse and thought for the day. Bible verse for the day is Psalm 48, 48. 
Uh, I desire to do your will, my God. Your law is within my heart. And our thought for the day comes from Summit Ministries. Saying that all truth is relative, like trying to draw a one You skipped. You skipped a word. (laughs) Saying that all truth is relative. Ah. (laughs) <laughs> Saying that all truth is relative is like trying to draw a one-ended stick. There you go. Uh, you would have gotten to the end of that sentence going, all right, where's the second half of the sentence? <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us. We're here every Monday through Thursday, 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific, with an encore at 10 Eastern and 7 Pacific podcast, usually available in the afternoon. Backerradio.com, you can find us on Spotify. It's not iTunes anymore. It's Apple Podcasts, I guess. Apple Podcasts. Uh, iTunes be dead. I didn't even realize iTunes was dead. iTunes be dead. Dead. Uh, And uh, Podbean, other places that you can find the podcast, you can find it there too. Don't forget, yeah, me. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Back Row Radio. Join our laughter-inducing Facebook community at Back Row Baptist Church. By going to brbchurch.com. If you love what we do here at the Back Row Morning Show and Back Row Radio, please consider partnering with us at patreon.com slash backrowradio. Hey, Android users, <laughs> it's time to download our brand new app and replace that old one on your phones. Go to the Play Store and search Back Row Radio. Both apps will probably, probably still come up, but look for the one with our ice cream cone mascot, you know, Trip, because he's awesome. Uh, that's the new one. iPhone users, the new app should be available for you soon, too, hopefully before the end of the month. But for now, you can still use the old app. That is it for the show. I uh, we'll, we'll both we'll both be back tomorrow. What? Aisle. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's the final word? <laughs> okay, well, that's it for today's show. If you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye! <laughs> <laughs>